Ontario Premier Doug Ford joining us now on the program to discuss this very issue and to explain why he is invoking the Charter. Good evening, Premier. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Anthony. Yeah, great to have you on here. What was your reaction? What did you think when you heard this morning that the judge had made the decision that he had made? Well, it was an unprecedented uh, decision uh, coming from this judge. Uh, Every uh, constitutional uh, expert out there uh, that we consulted with and every lawyer that I saw in every media uh, station, and even ones that uh, didn't agree with our party or, or might have disagreed with myself, uh, said it was a no-brainer. This this decision was uh, should be 15 minutes, and let's uh, move on. And uh, under the Constitution, under Section 92, Subsection 8, it's very clear and uh, very clear that uh, all municipalities are a creature of the province, and uh, we we made sure that we vetted this, made sure it was in the Constitution. Uh, before we move forward. And uh, again, it was very, very concerning to see a judge uh, overrule 2.3 million people that voted uh, us in to, to fill our mandate. Now, the judge also felt it was a very exceptional circumstance, so much so that he said that this bill violated charter rights, specifically municipal candidates' freedom of expression. How do you respond to what I think is a, 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 a very serious uh, statement? Well, I, I, I really uh, I, I read through his decision, and uh, the tone of the decision was disturbing. Uh, his cricket comments were disturbing, um, and I'm limited to say what uh, <laughs> what's on my mind and a lot of people's mind, uh, along with our cabinet and our caucus. Uh, there's a double standard here. Uh, the judges can say what they want because uh, they aren't democratically elected; they're appointed. Uh, the judge and jury is going to be in four years. And that's the people of Ontario. will decide if uh, the PC government's done a good job or they want to move on. Now, you announced earlier this afternoon that you're going to respond to this not just by filing the appeal, but going a step forward and preparing the notwithstanding clause. Why did you decide to do it that way? Well, I, I think uh, when, when, uh, when a judge makes a decision... Uh, against uh, a newly democratically elected government, uh, that that's, was very concerning. And it should be concerning to everyone, even if they don't agree with me. Uh, it's uh, very concerning uh, that uh, judges can make these decisions. And and last time I checked, Anthony, uh, under the, the Liberal regime for 15 years, I can't remember anyone challenging them. And, and let's be very clear who's challenging us uh, on this. It's the downtown NDP left-wing councillors. The vote was very clear. And uh, the the radical activists uh, that have had a stranglehold on this city for a number of years. Uh, That's who's uh, ramping this up. And and I guess they don't like when when the PC government gets elected and they want to move forward with the mandate of reducing the size and cost of government, making things run more efficiently. We We have a crisis in this city. The crisis is this city's in gridlock when it comes to traffic. There's gridlock at City Hall, but there's gridlock everywhere in this city. Housing. We have a housing crisis that nothing is getting done whatsoever with housing, and the infrastructure is crumbling right underneath our feet. And uh, this city government uh, just goes around and around in circles. I'll give you an example. The Scarborough subway uh, was voted on eight times from all different governments, including my brothers. Now, I always say, you know, David Miller couldn't get transit built. Uh, Rob, my own brother, couldn't get transit built. He could save a billion, $160 million, but he couldn't get transit built. John Tory talks out of both sides of his mouth. He's running around looking for the shovel uh, to even try to start digging uh, a hole for the transit. And uh, I ran against him 
last election, as you know, and and uh, he talks a good game. Uh, he says one thing inside the room and then another thing outside the room, and whichever way the wind blows, that's how uh, John makes his his decisions, and anyone that knows him, as well as I do, uh, would agree with that comment. Uh, now, Premier, what do you say to all those people who are saying, well, well, you're making all these interesting points, but they're all about Toronto municipal issues. You're the Premier of Ontario, and, and I'm hearing folks out there say this is actually just Doug Ford doing a personal vendetta against John Tory and, and the other downtown elite city councillors that you never got along with in the first place, and they wish that you would stick to the provincial matters. How do you respond to that? Well, let's let's just uh, back up for a second. Toronto is the engine of Ontario, and so is the GTA, and if we don't have the Toronto and GTA uh, working properly when it comes to transit, transit, getting goods from point A to point B, uh, we're going to have a, a big problem. Uh, this gridlock costs uh, Toronto and the province of Ontario billions and billions of dollars uh, every single year. Uh, the housing crisis uh, is all, everyone that are crossing the border illegally, guess where they're coming? They're coming to Toronto. They aren't coming anywhere else. They're coming to Toronto, 28,000 of them. And uh, John Tory's solution is to put up tents and put them in people's backyards and literally large tents that can fit 100 families and put them on the, the corner of streets. That's concerning. That is, that is really concerning that we're in this situation and nothing's getting done uh, under, under John Tory's watch. Now, Premier Ford, even though you said you want to bring in the notwithstanding clause, you're doing the appeal, you're very serious about sticking up for this. We've heard from John Tory, candidate Jennifer Kiesmat, others on city council. They want to fight this. They want to turn this into a much bigger fight. What do you say to them? Yeah. Well, to the exception of the 18 that uh, voted in favor of it. So it wasn't overwhelming. Uh, there's no surprise that uh, John would say one thing, that he knows it's dysfunctional. He's told me that personally. Uh, and uh, then, then out of the other side of his mouth, he's saying, oh, it's, it's the way you did it. Well, we, we did this. Uh, we've given them 90 days. 90 days in the, our, our provincial election, uh, the writ dropped, and we had 30 days. So there's, there's you know, a little bit of contradiction coming out of out of uh, John Tory's mouth, but that, that doesn't surprise me in the least. Were you perhaps alarmed to see a court challenge so soon after you began your time as Premier, so soon after your majority mandate? And, and is, is you using the notwithstanding clause maybe a way of you telling the courts out there, watch it, I intend to actually govern throughout four years, you're not going to trip me up? Well, that, that's really, really disturbing when the last government uh, wasted billions of dollars, every scandal you could possibly think of, and there was never a court challenge. Uh, we're in office for a couple months, and, and we have 10 uh, court cases that we're fighting, so that tells me we're doing a great job. We're actually standing up for the people. We're, we're looking out for the, the, the guy who's working out in construction right now, the person that's working in the back of the factory, the frontline worker that doesn't have a voice. Uh, that's who we're standing up for because uh, we, need, we need to get our mandate fulfilled. We're going to lower uh, hydro rates by 12%. We're going to reduce gas prices by 10 cents a litre. We're going to make sure that we lower the, the tax bracket by 20% for middle-income families. And uh, that doesn't come uh, overnight. We, we have to work hard. Uh, when the numbers come out, Anthony, uh, with this government, after uh, we've wrapped up this inquiry and the line item by line item audit, uh, people are going to fall off their chairs. Uh, the Auditor General said they were cooking the books. I'll tell you, they weren't cooking the books, they were frying the books. And uh, if this ever happened at a publicly traded company, uh, there'd be people in jail right now. So it's concerning to say the least. We're, we're going to hold uh, people accountable, and we're going to make sure we move forward on the mandate. 
of respecting the taxpayers and putting money back into their pocket instead of the government's pocket. Premier, this isn't your first rodeo when it comes, though, to dealing with court challenges. You saw in your brother's uh, time as mayor at the city of Toronto, there were a number of legal challenges as well that maybe one could characterize as nuisance suits. Do you, do you see a similar pattern here? Well, again, it's, it's very concerning when, when one appointed judge uh, overrides 2.3 million people in a democratically elected uh, uh, group of 76 of us that were elected just on June the 7th, that, uh, you know, now now it's to a point that, as, as I was saying, and I'm not including you into this group, and I don't want to paint the, the whole brush, we're, we're, you know, fighting against the opposition, the NDP. Uh, for the most part, we're fighting against the media party. Uh, and I have a great deal of respect for the courts and judges, but now it looks like we're uh, the third party's uh, in play now. We're going to be fighting against the courts, which is which is very disturbing in a democracy. If another judge uses Section 2 or another section that can be overridden by Section 33, the notwithstanding clause, uh, to squash a piece of legislation that you have previously campaigned on, will you hesitate to use the notwithstanding clause or will you use it again? Well, let's see what happens. We're, we're going to move forward. We're uh, going back to the legislature on, on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to, again, for the second time, put this bill forward. We're going to pass it, and uh, we're, we're going to see uh, where it goes. But what, what is really disturbing is uh, the left is making uh, a lot of hay out of this. For, for what? Because they're going to lose their job? Because, we're what, 22 of them are actually going to lose their job, and we're going to have less politicians? I have yet to meet anyone to say we want more politicians outside of Andrew Horvath and the NDP, they believe in big government, big you know, number of politicians, uh, more politicians. I disagree with that. I believe in less politicians, smaller government, more money in the taxpayer's pocket. That's what I believe in. I, I was up at the cottage at a, at a spot, Creamore, Ontario, and the local paper, someone said, I wish Doug Ford would come and do this to my municipality. Do you have any plans to not just back away from this, as the judge would like you to do, but double down, perhaps bring this to other parts of Ontario? Well, right now, we, we said we're going to focus on this. Uh, I've had numerous calls from uh, Ottawa. I'll tell you, Ottawa, I don't know what's going on out in Ottawa, but I'm getting endless calls uh, from the Ottawa region. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've been getting calls uh, all over the province. And uh, we've, we've made uh, a lot of decisions over the years politically, and I've never made a decision that was so popular than this decision. And, uh, again, it's uh, within the Constitution. We're following the Constitution, because if it wasn't in the Constitution, we wouldn't be doing it. And uh, I, I just wish, uh, you know, the courts would focus on uh, other areas than, uh, you know, changing a democratically elected government to uh, fulfill their mandate. That, that's, that's what's very concerning to me. Ontario Premier Doug Ford, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much, Anthony. Take care. I'm Anthony Fury. This is Global News Radio.